All right, here we go with another episode of Halal Cartels, back by popular demand. And honestly, this is uh, another classic reunion episode. After after a couple weeks, we've both been in the wilderness. That's right. Yeah. Uh, both of us were traveling. It was the holiday season. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy uh, Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, winter solstice. <laughs> you once said you once said Merry Christmas. It's too late anyways. That shit is over. Yeah, this uh you know, this podcast is the it literally is the vanguard of the war on Christmas. Yeah. And I completely understand why uh Fox News spearheads the war on Christmas uh, idea because it is a it's really two different groups of people that desperately want Christmas to exist, which is old people who have no other way to get their families to hang out with them. Yep. And uh, corporations, which <laughs> want to sell stuff. Tons of stuff. So they're like, if we get the old people to complain about the war on Christmas, they'll badger their kids to show up. Right. They'll spend, people will spend three days in an airport because, uh, because for whatever reason, Christmas is always uh, scheduled around a polar vortex. It's, I was, uh, I definitely got caught up in the fray of that. Yeah. And I will say, like, I could not uh, complain about it because of all the resources I had at my disposal and I was trapped in San Diego at the time. <laughs> so the weather was fucking beautiful and I just had to spend two extra days. But there were other people who were sleeping in the airport and, or in the Midwest, just stuck in the airport. They are not even from wherever they're trapped. Yeah, this is, it is a, A, it is a nightmare to see people's Instagram stories about where they're really from. Yep. Yeah, you know, when you see the barren uh, winter tundra landscapes of the Midwest, when people who are sophisticated, like in air quotes, sophisticated New Yorkers go back home for the holidays, I'm like, ick. It's like a Hallmark movie. Stop showing me where you're from. It's very unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yuck. You're from nothing. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, a the, lot of that. I know exactly what you're talking about. The you... Badlands of Nebraska, just yes. like oh, windswept and uh, ashy. Oh, dude. Looking so ashy, the landscape with all with like a little bit of uh, ice and snow on it. I had a great uh, thing happen. So we go to the airport with this guy. He's an Uber driver. He picks us up from this hotel we're at. We go to the airport. This is the second time my flight got canceled. Sure. So, I mean, the flight seems like it's going to go. The weather is perfect in San Diego. And uh, there's just no fucking reason this time that the flight's getting canceled. The first time it happened, it was because there's a busted water main at JFK. And it was just water everywhere, apparently. Yeah. And so... Uh, it was water world. Apparently, according to them. But I didn't see anything written about it anywhere else. Yeah. So I was like, really? Or are they gaslighting us? And the second day, this guy picks us up from the hotel. He um, he talks to us. He's he's Arab, so like I'm immediately sort of getting along with him. We're chatting it up. Yeah, he's you guys like, are like all inshallah, mashallah, all that. And then he's he's talking about his kids and how they live in San Diego, his whole family. But it's so expensive that he moved to uh, South Dakota. Yeah. Another SD, but just a <laughs> way different one. Yeah. And uh, it was like negative 30 degrees <laughs> in the winter, and his kids were weeping about it. So yeah. they forced him to move back, have this great conversation just about the differences of South Dakota. He's like, they expect nothing of you in South Dakota. You just showing up 
is a huge deal and you make way more because there's just a demand for workers out there and work out there and um and life is so much slower and easier and cheaper and uh oh okay well that's great you know i get out of the car we go into the airport i check the uber app later he literally went on a joyride after dropping me off and never ended the ride and billed me like 60 extra dollars. Oh, man. I had to complain and shit. And I was like, I don't want to snitch on this guy, but I need yeah, to. Yeah, that this sounds like brown on brown violence. <clears throat> it really is. And I had told him, too. I was like, you know, it's really hard to make ends meet when you have twin kids. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. I, was like, I better fleece you. That's right. He's like the ride. The, he just goes to Universal Studios for the day yeah, and keeps yeah. the keeps the meter running. And yeah. then you check his Instagram, and there's just pictures of him with like dudes dressed as Lon Chaney. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging out with Charlie Chaplin's. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, he picks up his family. Yeah. And he's <laughs> I like, find out he's not even Arab at all. <laughs> oh, he's man. just putting on an act. He takes his kids to like Knott's Berry Farm. He doesn't even go on the rides. He just goes on a spree and buys uh, jams and preserves. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but that was one of the experiences. Yeah, but like you said, the cancellation thing was out of control. I could not believe it. They were leaving people for dead. They were they were not giving them anywhere to stay. They were not like feeding them. Yeah. And Southwest was amazing because apparently there was a history of people warning about this and they had this happen in 2021, like early 2021. That's right. And, and there were all these uh, tweets uh, at Pete Buttigieg, who was, is the minister of transportation yeah. to fix that. And he didn't fix it when this happened before. So Southwest has done this multiple, this is like the, how does this hurricane keep happening at the same time every year at the same place? <laughs> you know, how does this uh, coastline keep flooding every year? Right. Why is there a wildfire every year in this exact same spot? Exactly. You know, oh, oh, Southwest Airlines is now suffering from the similar like cycles of catastrophe right. that are either man-made because their inability to keep staff yeah. or it's the pandemic or it is uh, climate change. Yeah. And it's also their own uh, thirst for profit. So they did a big share buyback. And instead of take money and invest in infrastructure that was completely failing in the first place. What they did was just boost the price of the stock by doing a buyback, and then the CEO took a ton of money and made a bunch of money, which led to like I do not countless thousands of flights. How many people are on those fucking flights? Like, it's uh, like I think thirty thousand people. Dude. Yeah, two thousand flights. I think got canceled. Yeah, yeah. They're just like it's eh, like a couple hundred thousand people. They had to call in a uh, riot police. To uh, to quell the civil unrest in some airports, I believe it. Yeah, that's chaos, and and nobody's gonna punish, get punished for it. The best is the airlines' fake apologies. They're like, "Listen, nobody wants you to be stranded all Christmas. Uh, these things happen, though, and we're gonna do our best to not have this happen again." I'm into price like, gouging. What? I love price gouging. Like they were showing uh, competing oh, yeah. airlines air uh, tickets for the same day because Southwest got canceled. Yeah. Uh, the same tickets uh, jumped up to like a ticket that would be $400 became $4,000. Oh, so people us, yeah. could get home for Christmas. But you know what? 
I mean, price gouging exists because we live in a government and a society that allows it. Like, yeah. all, all prices it. are gouging. All prices are gouging. And card is it. Because they go, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it's supply and demand based, so we can't control this. The same thing happened with Ticketmaster. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the variable pricing model that they're using is essentially a slider that is uh, responding to interest. So just sliding the amount up by being like, oh, more people are interested? Okay, well, then now it's like, uh, $10,000 a ticket. Sorry. Like, Supply is limited and the demand is just so high that you're going to have to pay through your nose for a ticket. Like I wish the curbed app in New York for taxis was a little bit better, uh, more responsive yeah. uh, because, you know, if you get Uber or Lyft, it's uh, the prices go up with surge and yeah. obviously they inflate all the prices. But um, the curbed app, you know, taxis are much cheaper yeah. than an Uber or a Lyft. So, and then the same thing in Rome, um, they have Ubers, but because Rome has better worker protections than we do, they were like, nah, and they stopped a majority of the, um, of the cars that you can rent. The livery services are still taxis. And so you can get an Uber, but it's four times as expensive. And the only people that really get the Ubers are, uh, foreigners. Right. But if you live there, there's still taxi stands and they have their own app. And the taxis are a hundred percent cheaper and so much better than yeah. getting an Uber. That's dope. Yeah, I remember when I was there, you would just hail a cab. Yeah, I would just stand on the side of the street and be like, "Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can still do that." Yeah, yeah. It's weird because I never ever see that here. It's, it's uh, I don't remember the last time I saw someone hailing a cab. Yeah, but when I moved here, people were doing that. You'd go to Midtown after work. And it was a war. Like people are running down the street trying to steal your cab. Dude, makes the street safer to have cabs everywhere. Yeah, you can just uh, hail to get out of any dicey situations you're yeah. in. <laughs> like, hurry up! That's yeah, like committing crimes. <laughs> like I don't have to wait for an Uber. To, dude, so many scams that uh, came through this holiday season, though. Yeah. In the travel time. Yeah. Like uh, we got back to JFK. Uh, JFK. Yeah, uh, we got back. It took two hours from when we landed, two hours and fifteen minutes from when we landed, until we got our bags. Yeah, insane. And um, and during that time, I was just so desperate to get home. I was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna take a cab because I'm checking Uber," and it was just quoting like a hundred and thirty dollars to get home from JFK, which is insane because it's normally like thirty dollars to go there. Yeah, or, or it's back. a flat rate in a cab of exactly. sixty dollars. Right, yeah. so from it was JFK. like double, yeah, flat right. So, uh, anyways, I go see the cab line, and it is just insanely long. So then we try and hail an Uber, and or a Lyft. Sorry, Amanda pulls up, calls a Lyft, and this is what happens. They say yes for like thirty five bucks or something. I'm like, this is magical. They're they say yes. I'm gonna take you on the ride. You know, they accept the ride, and then. They park on a way different part of the terminal and you're just trying to call them and you can see it on the map that they're not anywhere near where they're supposed to pick you up. They deny your calls. They won't answer any messages and they'll start a clock that says, I'm waiting for you. Yes. And then after three minutes, they're allowed to drive away without. <sighs> so they did that and it took them 10 minutes to show up each time and it yeah. happened twice. And so it charged us both times a fee for hailing and not being there. And it's just draconian intent because the, the app shows you that they're not there. Yeah. And you can definitely like uncover this bullshit. But 
the long and the short of it is people just don't want to deal with the inconvenience of having to like fight with the app until they get their money back. And this is just a legalized scam. So they're not even driving anyone anywhere and they're making money. I love that. It, <laughs> that's like basically what I, turning uh, me against my own kind. Cause it was both times it was Indian <laughs> people. I was like, Fucking Indian people! I can't believe it, dude. When it was masters of scams, when it was cabs, uh, I would um, it was never me because I don't get in fights with cab drivers. But uh, I would, I would, I went on several dates back in like the early aughts, and where with women who got in screaming matches with the Indian, uh, with the cab drivers who happened to be Indian. Oh hell yeah! Just happened to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. <laughs> yeah, they very much um were like, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like not, and just feeling like you're being scammed. Oh yeah, like the meter's on, and we're just driving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would get upset when when they got lost, as though it's our fault. All this, like just trans planes and automobiles. Yeah, just no trans, right? Because uh, the people who lobbied to kill the bullet train <laughs> were the ones who were just doing all the shit we're talking about. Yeah, so. well, the fact that it's cheaper to take a flight from New York to Washington D.C than it is to take a train is um, why the the planet is dying. Yeah. Like it should be so simple to take that train and not spend $300. hundred percent. And, uh, and it's the exact same amount of time when you go through security and everything uh, to commute to the airport, to go through all the security, to get on a flight, to take you to DC, the same amount of time to walk on a train with a a, grand, a kilo of whatever you want on you and not get in trouble for it. You could take like a butterfly knife on the train. You could take like Kratom on the train. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, you're <laughs> absolutely right because there's an <laughs> airhead dude who tried to do a terrorist attack just now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he came to New York City and had like a journal on him that was like about how to like... um or how he was going to do an attack and then this would be his last day. Yeah. And uh the, he swung at the cops or something with knives or whatever and they arrested him and found his journal in his bag that said as much and he happened to be on a terrorist watch list. But <laughs> because he took Amtrak, uh-huh. They didn't know that he was going to New York City. Yeah. And so they were wa- watching him or whatever. But if he flies, it sets off alarm bells, and they just pick him up at the airport, and they're like, "What's up, big dog? Like, <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? I'm trying to fly right now." Yeah, <laughs> because he took Amtrak. They're like, yeah. "I don't know, motherfucker. Who pays attention to Amtrak?" I know if he tries to fly, they're like, we try to make no one take Amtrak, basically. Yeah, so we're not monitoring that shit. So yeah, that's great. That's great. Like every time he, they're like, "You, he can fly," but they they have a long talk in the food court with them every time. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we we have to pat you down. We need to pat you down in, in this Panda Express line. I love it. <laughs> They're like, okay, so where? What are you going to do? He's like, I told you, Disney World. <laughs> They're like, all right, check his bags. Is there anything dangerous? Yeah, there? sniff him out. Sniff him out. Yeah. Get four dogs on him. <laughs> They're like, all right, you're free to go. Yeah, man. So I just think it's so crazy because every uh, Christmas movie show talks about how it's impossible to get from point A to point B over yep. the holidays because yep. of incremental weather. So it's it's just like, why don't we just shift Christmas? Like life, again, I this is my belief that life has no um, objective meaning, we'll say. It can have subjective meaning where we create a story and a narrative, but we don't have to stick to December 25th being Christmas. 
Like we could, we could change that. Like the Gregorian calendar is new. You know, we could, we could just say, yo, Christmas is now in May. Right. Which would be amazing. <laughs> Cause like, then it's just like people would be so bummed about it because weather is part of Christmas. A lot of it sure. where they're like, but what about Hawaii, Christmas. dude? In right. Hawaii, you got a whole bunch of dudes with little ukuleles singing Christmas songs, yeah. getting sunburned. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, and in California, too. It's, in Brazil, dude, they celebrate Christmas in Brazil. Yeah, there's in no the snow. Southern Hemisphere, there's no snow. You know that song, Feliz Navidad? I want to miss you a man. That song was not written in a snowstorm. It's true. That song was written in a... So the <laughs> only people who really are obsessed with the snow and... Are uh, al- albino, <laughs> cave-dwelling... <laughs> Cheese eaters, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you went away, you went away at just the right time, honestly. Like you went away before. I went away. I went to. I went right to, before, right? Yeah, I was. I was in Rome, and uh, Rome was uh, just on the. It's on the same latitude in, as New York City, so it was we, the temp, the night, sundown, four thirty, just like here. It was rainy. Uh, everyone dressed like goths. All the young women dressed like Wednesday Adams. It was awesome. And um, it was just cool, dude. It was cool. What One thing I learned of being in Rome is that it's very uh, provincial. You know, like like the Romans are like, they, they were like, we have four different types of pasta we eat. We call them the four sisters. You got to eat one of these four pastas. That's it. Right? If you want to, and, and it's all with pork. They love uh, pork pork cheeks. Like, I don't know how, you know, if you're if you're a, a person of the of the one true faith, I don't know how you would survive eating like uh, a pork cheeks in all of your noodle dishes. Yeah, guanciale, right? They love the guanciale. Yeah, they love those cheeks. If you wanted like a bolognese, the the Italians would be like, "Ah, go to Bologna." Right? Yeah. They won't you don't you don't eat it's un it's unheard of. Right. To eat like a like a beef sauce uh in Rome. Yep. Piggies. That's it. That's what's going on. Or you on. get the caccia di pepe, maybe I think that yeah. one might not have Yeah, that's vegetarian. Sure. <laughs> Even the vegetarian food, I'm like, I don't know if this is vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this was greased with big juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I liked it. It's, um, but it's so interesting. You come to New York City and you can eat anything you want at any time of the day. If you want Korean food, you're going to go get that bim bim bop, right? Bim bop. You're going to go and get the, you know, hot pot. You're going to go and get the sushis. You're going to go and get the birria tacos. In Rome, it's like every restaurant had five dishes. And they were like, this is what you eat here. And they're like, what about lasagna? And they're like, go to fucking the province of Lausanne. You don't. You don't don't get that there. Yeah, yeah. Everything is fragmented into like um, every region has its own cuisine. And and, but it's uh, also like this. um, I don't I don't think this is a miss malapropism, but it's like the tyranny of small differences, I'm going to say, or something like that, where like they all think they're very different from one another. Right. But I'm like, bro, you guys all discovered tomatoes in 1492 and made that your whole personality. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me guess, this dish is going to have noodles and tomatoes in it? Awesome. <laughs> Very different. It's funny when pasta doesn't have tomatoes in it, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is pre-Columbian. Yeah, this yeah. is pre-New World pasta you guys yes. figured out. I feel like people don't know that too. They're like, "Hey, tomatoes came from Italy." It's like, like nah, no, <laughs> not at all. They didn't even know what they were. Yo, noodles didn't even come from Italy, man. Yeah, yeah. Marco Polo came back from the the Szechuan provinces of China and showed them how to make noodles with a bunch of hot nudes. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing like hand pulled. Yeah, he's like, "This is how you make noodles, man." 
Yeah, they're like, oh my god, hand pulled noodles. So yeah, Italy was cool, dude. Um, my highlight was going to Pompeii. Yep. And in Pompeii, it's um something fascinating. Is like, yeah, we know that this volcano erupted and like, you know, covered everything in ash. But just imagine like if you're watching this video right now or thinking about us on this couch that where we're at in my apartment, it was like instantly uh, 20 meters of ash would co- cocooned everything. And then the people didn't die from like lava. Right? They died from uh, carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide poisoning. So th- m- this apartment that we're in right now would be perfectly encased, like entombed. Which means that when uh, in like the 1700s, when these goat shepherds rediscovered Pompeii, they would have found uh, a perfectly preserved room. You know, like all of the the art that I have up, um, the iPhone, this like little podcast audio recorder, all that would have been there. Like the outfits, the su- the supreme fanny pack I got in the corner. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like completely preserved, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really is this snapshot of the day that Pompeii died. Like all of the the insides of all the buildings, and another cool thing about it um, that uh, you know Luis actually identified was we're walking down the streets, and uh, because it's a port city, everybody is uh, just speaks different languages, and nobody knows how to speak with each other. So instead of um, like, and then sailors are horny, so they would get off the boats and be like, "Yo, I need to, I need to smash," and uh, the the citizens of Pompeii were like, "We cannot have horny sailors." Just like wandering the streets drunk, looking for uh, for freelancers. Yeah. <laughs> so they put um, big uh, sculptures of dicks on on the road, like emoji cocks, like eggplant emojis, basically. So as the drunk sailors would stumble around and look down, they would see the uh, the dicks, and then just follow them to the red light district. Amazing. And then once they got to the red light district. You see preserved all of these uh, frescoes of um, like sex acts, and but they're totally utilitarian. It wasn't like art for art's sake. It was a menu, right? Of right? like so you, this, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Do you want ma- hand stuff? You want mouth stuff? You want to ru- <laughs> you want to to rub rub crotch on thigh? What do you want to do? What what what? <laughs> I love this. Uh, mostly clothes, some clothes, hair, feet. What you into? It's funny because I have a whole bit about Pompeii and, and this horniness, <laughs> but I've never been there. But yeah. I had read about some of this, mm-hmm. and I was just fascinated. And it's created that whole bit uh, that I do, but I need to go. You I need to, to go now. A pilgrimage, yeah. A pilgrimage to the horniest uh, place in uh, Roman history. Yeah, I, I just watched a documentary on this volcano that went off in New Zealand. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's just called Volcano, and it's about, like... Uh, it's a starts with a W, an island, white, white island, I believe, off of um, New Zealand. Yeah, but uh, there are these people just visiting at the crater, and um, it was an active volcano. But they're essentially just like I don't know, thing hasn't blown in a long time, right? And all of a sudden, the thing just goes hog wild, and it's exactly what you said. There's video of it because someone was watching with their iPhone from the boat offshore. But these people are just immediately stammed alive, like uh, crabs, you know? Sure. And some of them survived, but a good portion of their body was just burned up. But 
it was fascinating because I always thought the lava is what killed people when it, you know, yeah, when it goes off. But it's like you said, it's carbon monoxide and the heat. And it's uh, in every every volcano blows up in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's like in Lost Boys when they're like every vampire dies in a different way. Some go out screaming, some go up in flames, you know. Some try to take you with them, and it's very much uh, every volcano's got its own uh, uh, toxic. A concoction of yeah. um of chemicals and lava and is it a pyroclastic flow who knows yeah that's what they call that that's yeah. amazing <laughs> i love how you know that <laughs> yeah i only know that from that documentary they loved it volcanoes love to shoot uh tons of rock that just builds up and sediment and stuff into the air so that on top of that you just have rocks raining down on you from hundreds of feet above yeah they show in pompeii when you're walking around you see all these little rocks like tiny little pebbles that and they look like what might be on the roof of some buildings sort of like that uh i don't know what you call it but uh gravel like gravel you know Mm -hmm. and um i thought oh man maybe they brought this gravel here and that was actually the types of rocks that were raining down on the people yeah and the and pompeii it's gonna blow up again uh, and it's going to be game over for everyone on the Amalfi Coast when that happens. Uh, but they have all of these um, plans to let, how to how to escape, you know, because they, they might get a week warning, a week's warning. But in the same way that no one was able to cancel their Christmas plans, even though they knew there was going to be a polar <laughs> vortex, like people knew ahead of time that it was going to be uh, terrible weather, and yet we all still marched along to. Um, the delays that were inevitable when Pompeii uh, blows up again, they're going to give all the Italians that live around there a week's warning. And everyone's going to say, uh, it won't be that bad. I'm not going to leave my television set and th- everyone's going to die of whatever the, and, cause <laughs> the that's what happened the first time too. Right? Yeah. Because you just can't, you know, we, we're they warned like, them. They're like, this thing's going to blow soon. And people are like, eh. Yeah, dude. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you warn people. Like, we're how many of us are actually going to take the, are going to be able to um, redirect the course when all of the social and financial uh, momentum is leading us in one direction? Right. Like, if somebody told you, "Hey, man, this place is going to blow up in a week," and uh, you were like, "Yeah, if I leave now, I'm going to lose my job," and right. what if it doesn't blow up? Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then you keep your job, but the paycheck doesn't come for a week after it blows up and you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or, or you have to, you come back with your tail between your legs and you're like, I'm sorry. And everyone at your, at your office is like, oh, you're the volcano bitch. You yes. Thought, you thought the pyroclastic flow was going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> the volcano bitch. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. <laughs> the volcano never even blew up. Like it blows up the next day. Yeah, that is uh, that's amazing. I mean, that sounds like a really amazing trip. Good food, art, uh, the city of Rome, uh, pyroclastic flows. That's right. That's right. Shout outs to Marta, who used to come to um, Funhouse Comedy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she hooked me up with the show while I was there. So I got to do some stand up in Rome. And um, she, (laughs) God bless her, but she loved uh, saying, Hey, uh, you know, I love the United States because in the U.S., even the Uber drivers work harder than everybody in Rome. And I was like, oh, you are you are also like a little bit of a psychopath <laughs> because um, it's I think if you want to work hard, if you want to like 
achieve something individually, uh, Rome is not the place to be. Because they, in my, and I like this about them, but they're they're very much like all about vibes and chilling, and work is work is just something that you have to do. Right. It's not a. We here in the U.S. have been indoctrinated with this idea that like you should. What's your passion? Like from a very young age, we're all asked by the idiots in our lives. So what do you want to be when you grow up? As though a five or six year old knows, like the, the rote answer is always like fireman. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a cowboy. These, uh, but asking, like there's no reason that we should be asked that. We should be asked like, what are some things you like doing? Right. You know, what are you what into? What are you passionate about? Yeah. But then, but then, then the switch happens when we're older and then you get asked, uh, you get told, find, find a job that's your passion. Right. And then I meet like 25 year old sales, snake oil salesmen and, in uh, ludicrous professions in this city who are always like, yeah, so I find, I found my passion, you know, and my pa- my passion is working at Uniqlo and it's awesome. I make, yeah. I make bland, <laughs> I market bland ass shirts for Uniqlo. It's really my passion. You know, we do a lot of good around the world. We, we make a lot of non-playable character uniforms for people. Uh, it's awesome. And, uh, and, but that person has been, went to Montessori school and was told he was great. And then now, uh, believes that his passion is somehow entwined with this multinational company that makes bland clothing right. for people around the world. Or like they work at Apple and they ignore <laughs> all the fucked up things Apple does. And they're like, my passion is coding or designing for Apple. <laughs> That's who called me twice during this podcast. I had to silence her call twice. Yeah. I'm in like a serious war with Apple right now. because What's happening with you and Apple? Oh, they... So everyone listening should actually take this into account. So yeah. because we're comics and because we sometimes record the upfront of our show or we record our sets, et cetera, I yeah. use my phone relentlessly for the purposes of this. I've had an iPhone since the first iPhone came out. Sure. So when iCloud came out, I sort of just started storing shit in the cloud and by default, like adding more and more space. And so now I'm at a point where I have 500 plus gigs of iCloud being used. However, I can't take those photos or video off of my phone and off of the iCloud, sorry, and put them onto an external hard drive. Uh, You can't do that. The way you do it is you have to download them all. Right. And you have to select them manually. And I have 40,000 items. So I can't just sit there and select 40,000 items individually. So many dick pics. And you're, <laughs> and you're only allowed <laughs> to download 1,000 at a time. And then it has to turn it into a zip thing. And then you download that to your computer. It won't allow you to download it to an external mm-hmm. hard drive. Um, Unless you switch, it's it's so fucking hard, and there's so many loopholes you have to go through. But no one there had an answer for me, so I spent two hours today on the phone with Apple, just getting escalated to a new person, and then them brain numbing me and reading me an article that they have on their website online. Like, yeah, just like download it to your computer. I'm like, well, I don't have over half a terabyte of space on my computer, sure, to do this, and you won't allow me to download the whole thing at at once either so the final stage is like a seance between you and steve jobs's ghost (laughs) and he's like oh man they're doing this now too yeah well i mean they all realize that what they need to do is trap you on the iCloud yeah and then when you have too much shit to move over and it's too much of a hassle it's going to be prevent you from leaving ever 
oh, I, I, in fact, I don't want an iPhone anymore. I don't want iCloud. I just want all my stuff. I want to have my own new phone or whatever the fuck. You're not going to do it because it's too annoying and too much of a hassle yeah. to try and get your own shit. Um, and then they make it potentially not in an easy to search or readable format. Like just getting the fucking files will take you a lifetime if you have to do it the way they've set it up. Yeah, that is, uh, that just makes me think about how I have eight photos of myself in high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, uh, I look at my phone and I think I have, uh, maybe two or 3000 selfies in iCloud. Yeah. And uh, how how hard it is to just erase those um, emotionally when when I think about my past and there's like literally nothing recorded of me before 2000. Right. I, I completely agree with you. I have like random or even 2005 or six, I guess. Yeah, because it would, had to be a special occasion. There had to be a camera for a reason. So it signifies that it's a special occasion. Someone had to take the time to be like, hey, let's take a photo. That photo had to be really goddamn good because you have to print it out or get it developed. So people were just precious about the photos, and there were just a handful of them, and now it's like everything's getting photographed. I have a shoebox of photos, and now uh, uh, old photos, you know, and then old friends will text me some one that they found of me when, like, their parents die. And they're cleaning out the house. Right. And then they, they'll send me a photo. But uh, but now it's like I have countless photos of sunsets of places I don't care about. Yeah. All oh. on iCloud. Bro, every time I eat anything, <laughs> it's, there's a food record of it. <laughs> it goes nowhere. It goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that's all to say that, you know, I'm on this kick of corporations being complete dog shit and us sort of overlooking it, right? Like the airlines, one example, I mean, we're not overlooking it, but we're just like, Hey, it's a necessary evil. I need to use the airline to get to my family during the holidays. Like just don't travel during the holidays. I learned that this time. Like despite the fact that I had a fucking great time and yeah, um, what you went to LA. I went to LA. And so I got to tell you, here's a great life hack. So Amanda, my wife, for those listening who don't know, has a a platinum status on Delta, which mm-hmm. is the best thing ever. Because every time we fly, that's we get like upgraded. the P Diddy status. D- uh, Diamond is one above. She has one of the things for Diamond, but that's like the, the spend- Jaw ja Rule status is platinum. Though. Yeah, you have to. Yes, it is because you just spend like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in order to get platinum. I'm wow, not even kidding you. But other stuff like mileage and all that, and like other requirements, she fulfilled. But they're not. Gonna give her platinum because you this spend that's absolutely yeah insane. yeah they're but, like you can't sit next to Dwayne the Rock Johnson right right but you can though yeah because like we one time flew upgraded to first class to L A mm-hmm. and it was just all people going to the NAACP Image Awards so nice. like um Michael K Williams R I P was sitting behind us. And then it was like everyone from Euphoria that was black. Yeah. And um, just like all these black celebrities and then us. Yeah. Like in the center of it all. Soul Plane. Yeah. And everyone was hugging each other and being like, it's just an honor to be nominated. And I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this time, this Delta oh, can't even fucking eat shit. I have no loyalty to them, but Amanda has that status in it. So we always get upgraded to first class um, or Comfort Plus mm-hmm. if there's a. First class as well. Champagne but and creme brulee. 
Sure. <laughs> Neither of those. Uh, <laughs> champagne for sure, but yeah. like no creme brulee. Um, but and you're like, could I get better headphones to watch Suicide Squad Part Two? There you go. I, I my headphones weren't there in first class, and I I asked them, and they were taking forever. And I was like, don't you fucking take forever? Yeah, I need to watch Suicide Squad too. But um, the way we did it was, she gets a companion pass, and they make those companion passes like impossible to redeem. They put all these weird rules on them, and. They make you load the companion pass first before you search for flights, and then they jack the price of the flight up. So um, if the flight is like $400, because you're using a companion pass, they say it's like $715. Yeah. So now you're basically not really getting any value. You're getting whatever, $85 of value, because instead of spending 400 and getting a free passenger. Now, do tiny kids also take up seats? Um, so the kids, we can just fly with them in our laps. Okay. Um, we don't do that though. We always like get them their own seats. Cause if it's a long flight, then it's just fucking madness, you know? Yeah. Um, but people can do that. That's a hack too. If we were bringing them with us, we would have, um, I would have tried to do that Yeah. because we were supposed to go to Mexico city and tickets wound up being $3,000 round trip to go to Mexico city, which is insane. Unheard of. And so instead of doing that, we spent $66 for round trip tickets to California via San Diego. And, um, and that was through like points and the companion pass situation. Yeah. So that's why we went and we flew to San Diego and then we went to Los Angeles and then flew back out of San Diego. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was like, very amazing. It was a lot of fun and um it was very luxurious and kind of a splurge of a vacation. But I got to be away from the kids. My mom watched them for uh what wound up being like eight days or something like this or nine days. Yeah. And uh it was just Did you go to Universal Studios? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> Shit, I should have. Yeah. I, I didn't really do that, but um I just had a great time. Ate a bunch of fun stuff. Stayed at the, um, stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel. Did you all rent a car while you were there? Yes. So I was going to tell you. I saw. You know, it's so hard to rent a car. Um, out there, there's one scheme everyone should know. When you go to LAX, never rent a fucking car from Dollar. Rent a car. Okay. Because when you get there, and you can look this up online, there is um. A line that could take three to three and a half hours. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. And um, you just wait in that line until you can, even if you have a reservation and reserved a car, there's no way around it. Um, and it's a nightmare. And they cost a fraction of the price of Hertz. And so that's why everyone runs from them without knowing this. Yeah. If you look at the reviews online, it's like insanity and it's year round. And uh, it's just an example of how uh, this corporation does not give a fuck about anyone. Definitely rent from Turo, T-U-R-O. T-U-R-O. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Because I was looking it up, and uh, uh, the prices on average for seven days in L.A., renting a car is about $700. Yeah. And I was like, can I just buy like a used car with no <laughs> muffler <laughs> yeah. for seven days and then just drive it into the Pacific on the last day? <laughs> This and is take a great an, idea. And take an Uber from from the boardwalk in Venice to like the LAX. Holy shit, you are kind <laughs> of a genius. Because here's why, Gabe. 
There's a law that if you buy a car over $700, it has some sort of implicit warranty that comes along with it for like X amount of time, maybe like 30 days or something. It's called a lemon law. Yeah. And so if you, instead of (laughs) fucking by uh, renting the car, you spent like $705 on a, a car itself that you would technically own. And then it shit out on you anytime during the trip, you could get your money back. But if it didn't shit out on you, you could just drive it into the Pacific and then put yeah. a claim out on it. It's like just shoot it like a lame horse in a in a <laughs> yeah. old western. Drive it into the Terminator Two waterway thing that they all ride motorcycles <laughs> in. Yeah, and just leave it there, and San like, Andreas style. It's like, why did you do this? And it's like, because because <laughs> you created a system that lets me. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm dying, dude. Why why aren't there more trains that work here? (laughs) This is is so good. (laughs) Why? Because in New York, if somebody flew to New York, it's $33 for an unlimited subway pass. Yeah. So for to ride the subway everywhere, all the way from like East Tremont to the in the Bronx Zoo down to Coney Island, you know, $33 no matter what, all week long. In LA, $700. To get like a Kia to drive me around all week? Yep. Nah, son. It's sickening. Yeah. And then I want to watch price, the world. I want to watch the world burn at this point. The price of gas out there is astonishing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you live in a different world. You know how in Europe the price of gas is just like they're like, first of all, we do it in liters. And you're like, okay, I'm already confused. What's going on? Yeah. Here? And then you're like, oh, okay, so this is like $13 a gallon when you do all the math. <laughs> but uh, out in L.A., it's seriously like $6 right now. So that's like cheap. Like people can just bathe in gasoline? Uh, it's, I mean, or is that super no, no, expensive? That's like pretty expensive, goddamn expensive. But even when there isn't some like... See, that's how much I don't know. I might as well be like, I might as well have been like, I might as well have been born in Brooklyn (laughs) and like not know how to swim or drive. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't have to drive, so you don't know. No, I mean, the price of gas was $2.99 or something, and then it went into the threes. Then when the Ukraine thing started happening, well, it went up to like $6. A gallon, so, so it doubled so basically. Not only did the Ukraine get um, the 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 you know when Biden promised us like whatever it was twelve hundred dollars was yeah, it all was of our money yeah so <laughs> instead like, of giving us all of so our money <laughs> shorting like us a in. little bit half of that went to Zelensky and 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 co yep and then also now all the the gas is twice as much or three times as much as it should be because we're defending uh, you know innocent pure sweet. Uh, Defenseless Ukraine. Yeah. Nice. It's okay, like a cool, proxy cool, 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 cool. that just <laughs> murders in a, the American's pocket. Dope. Dude. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like when you do that math, you're like, get the fuck out of here. And the other yeah. thing with um, with renting a car I hate so much is like the renter's insurance. That's the only thing you got to look out for with Turo. Like, like you still have to pay insurance. It's like X amount per day. But I think you might find a good deal from there. The other thing is, though, I mean, we're not even sponsored by Tour or anything, but I'm going to send this to them. If you use a credit card, should... though, your credit card, most credit cards have um, insurance. Yeah. Yep. A, a, a rental car insurance baked in. Yes. So you should never buy uh, rental insurance when you're at Avis or Hertz or any of these yeah. places. People if don't you, know that. They love you, tricking you, too. Yeah. Yeah. They go like, 
okay, you sure you don't want you want to decline the coverage? Just want to let you know you're responsible for any. I'm like, motherfucker, nah, stop dude. it. Like people bring this is like your back without like wheels on them. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the, your Uber driver uh, driving, like keeping the meter on after he dropped you off. Yes. It's like these companies trying to scam you with this uh, paying twice for car insurance. Yeah, man. And it's bullshit. But I'm telling you, there's so much fun. So I know um, you're going to go out there and I feel like you'll be there for a long enough time where I might as well plug it now. Hey, everybody, I'm going on a West Coast tour. I'll be in uh, the West Coast from January 14th through the 28th, and I'll be stopping in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, yes. and Los Angeles. So uh, check out my Instagram at GabePack1 for a flyer I'll be posting with all the show dates. Come hang out with me in the Pacific Northwest. Come hang out with me in San Francisco. Let's go get Dungeness Crab. Let's go to the Wharf. Let's uh, throw some sourdough loaves with uh, with chowder in them at the Sea Lions. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, hell yeah, dude! That's Let's gonna be an that. exciting trip. I'm excited for you. The um, just I guess this San Francisco thing was I went there last spring. Fucking love it. It's haywire chaos city. Uh, if you do rent a car, just like leave it out there so, somehow. Like mm -hmm. just return one and don't have one while you're out there. No, I'll be walking throughout uh, uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Mostly. It's very small, obviously mm -hmm. very walkable. Yeah. Um, there's just human shit everywhere. It's feces central. Yeah. And the, and it's spilled over into the areas where that used to not be. So I love it to know that people are just spending like thousands of extra dollars <laughs> on a place that they shouldn't. And the city is just like chaos filtering out. It's madness all over. Sure. Sure. Um, but LA man, you got to go to Jumbo's clown room. Have you been there? No. Tell me about this place. Jumbo's great. So it's where, um, Kurt Cobain met Courtney love. It's a topless bar though. You don't honestly see much topless stuff there anymore, actually. But uh, it's just like um, dancers and um, it's like a dive bar and it's amazing. You know, um, I saw a dancer dancing to Deftones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I went was... to Portland, I was I've, I had the same vibes. Uh, the um, when you go to the clubs, the the pole dancers uh, dance to like Operation Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I was like, I'm so into this. And then. um yeah, we just had a great night there. It's that's in Thai town, so there's this really, uh, really amazing Thai place. I'm trying to remember the Dude, name. Dude, I'm of. a brothy boy. I love a tom yum soup. Yeah, this place was fucking amazing, and uh, all over the wall was uh, drawings by Matt Grenning. Yes, that were like, "Thank you for the food again, an amazing meal again," and it was just <laughs> all these like Simpsons style drawings all over the place. Yeah, and it just. Look like the guy's been there, you know, 50 times and he just always does a drawing when he's there. But also I'm like, yo, it's like, did he do that on Epstein's Island too? <laughs> <laughs> you mean when you he's go like, into that? Thanks for the tins. When you go into that little uh, chapel at, on Little St. James. Yeah. If the inside walls are all just like Matt Groening <laughs> calligraphy. Yes. Yeah, almost like when you go to uh, like uh, Chichen Itza or any of these other um, old temples. Yeah. And you go inside and you just see like the old drawings. Yeah. Or when you go to Pompeii, 
and you see the old drawings of sex workers. Yeah, and it's just all Matt Groening stuff. Matt Groening Matt. stuff at Epstein's. <laughs> I didn't know he went there. I knew that um, your boy uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Margaritaville. Oh, really? Yeah, he Jimmy was there. Jimmy Buffet? Jimmy Buffet was there. Uh, yeah, having like a he's on the plane log buffet delight. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's terrible. So many mini cheeseburgers, Sli- <laughs> oh my god. sliders, sliders in paradise. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Sad. He, he's a <laughs> very wealthy man. He's in the hundreds of millions. It's so funny. I went to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. You know, because people like everybody loves talking about um, Little Saint James Island, but I went to like Big Saint James Island. Like right. the Vatican is like its own country. Yes. Just devoted to pedophilia. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And you go in there and um, n- there's like no pictures of naked women in the Vatican. You know, you'd think you'd see more Mary breastfeeding right. images or in the pagan rooms. There's a couple uh, like to Demeter and to um, like old Greek goddesses. But almost all of the sculptures in there are like dudes and boys. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying anything about that. They just have a specific aesthetic they're really into. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is adding up. Yeah. Based on some other shit that they do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last Pope, the one that was in the Hitler Youth, he yep. just died and everyone was like giving eulogies to this guy. Yep. But but people forget uh, so quickly that he uh, was one of the first Popes to retire and he stepped down because of all of the... um. Him covering up so many sexual, uh, what, controversies yes. and, like, atrocities that happened during his reign as the Pope before him's, like... Uh, right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who shut everybody up. He was, like, the quiet money guy. Yeah. You know, who kept... He was the Chris Partlow to Pope John Paul's uh, Marlowe. Right. You know? He was the Michael Avenatti... He no. was <laughs> no, sorry, that's reversed. <laughs> he was the guy putting uh putting all these uh sexual um assault cases in the vacants. Yes. You know? Got it. It's amazing because that's I was I didn't know that part. I was like, oh, this fool is retiring. That's really weird. And of course the reason was, oh, you know, um, mm-hmm. and they put him on his own little island. They really? put him in a, on a little vacation island. His own personal little St. James. And he just like kicked it there. Yeah, until he died recently. Wow. Because popes usually don't, there usually aren't two living popes at the same time. Right. Like you pope until until death. You die, yeah. And then they do that whole ceremony Mm -hmm. where the white smoke comes up. But they just let this dude go and they were like, hey man, just keep it quiet. Uh, Deactivate your Twitter account and you can watch HBO Max until the end. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I did see the eulogy some. I didn't realize so many people were so devout. Yeah. So odd to me. Yeah. It's uh, another wild thing I saw on Twitter recently is that there is actually insurance for ministries. You can Google this. (laughs) (laughs) But ministries, there's insurance for ministries, and the pitch is, hey, you guys know you're going to catch a pedophile case, so you might as well get insured for that. It's insane. So they're a job that people have, a legit job, is to be an insurance salesman to churches, knowing that uh, people at that church are going to molest kids. You just gave away the premise to an amazing comedy movie. <laughs> right? Because it's like the insurance salesman, a Jim Carrey character. Oh, God. Just rolls in. is like, what are we looking at here? How many, uh, how many under... 
18 boys, would you say, are oh, at God. this church? Yeah. Yeah, and he's just doing the math in his head. <laughs> yeah, he's like, your policy is gonna need to be massive. He's like, he's like, you know, with uh, most retail companies, they do factor in spillage. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's so terrible, though. <laughs> I can't believe it has been a practice for this long. That I mean, it seems like a practice. The way that it happens, it's almost like they tried to initially act like it was like freak occurrences sure but then it seems like it's all part of the whole thing well just don't send your kids to church yeah it's totally fine it's cool you can if you really believe in whatever faith you can home train them in that religion or send them to church with a gopro disguised as uh, something on their clothes that's what i'm saying or like you know how uh in operation when you like touch the sides yeah, of like, the eh. <laughs> 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 put, put, put little joy buzzers all over your kids. <laughs> They're just going off. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's happening back there? Everyone's in the pews waiting for the guy to come out with the incense. <laughs> oh, oh my god, such a good idea. Uh, has anyone noticed that it doesn't smell like uh, myrrh, frankincense? <laughs> Or the other one, hardwood, <laughs> cedar, I don't know. That's so crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, sage. So this is some uh, off topic, but I was uh, shed a tear for a white sage. The um, And you've seen it in all of like the holistic crystal stores. Oh, yeah. Hell but yeah. It's, uh, it's going extinct right now because of all of the witches on TikTok. Oh, so God. because so many um, white women are like into new age spirituality now and like to burn sage everywhere, uh, the demand is out uh outpacing the supply so like this this uh wild sage grows all over um the uh like frontier deserts between mexico and the u.s and we're just like devastating the uh ecology of that area to pick that dry sage because like that's how it grows so it's all going extinct great that's horrible because like you need to purify your apartment every time you get a new one or like you just broke up with someone and you really got to clean the space. Yeah. So. I've never understood how that did anything either though. It's like, yeah, I mean, it smells good, but it yeah. doesn't, Yeah, <laughs> but like if it's it. not part of your tradition, why you can't, you know, you can't just willy nilly pick this up and think it's going to do anything. Right. I love the picking and choosing, like getting a voodoo doll and just nailing it with pins, but you're not really uh, practicing voodoo otherwise. Normally. Yeah. <laughs> or like being into uh if you're, if you're not raised in a Hindu culture, but you're like, I love the, I love the multiple arms. Uh, I'm just going to take that part, but forget the caste system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, anyway, you can't you can't uh have uh Catholicism without the um the uh crimes against children. So just stop going to church, you know, stop paying the Vatican anything. They're creeps. Yeah. And they are like the number one criminal organization in the world. Yeah. I went there and I like looked at all the uh, uh, gold crosses they had, all the gold they have. And it's just like this huge display of opulence. And I'm like, yeah, uh, all of this was at one point, like an, uh, like a indigenous people from all over the world. Like it it was like Aztec statues that were just brought back, melted down and turned into the gaudiest Carmela Soprano crosses. Yeah. And, or like (laughs) mind by force enslaved by enslaved people. Yeah. 
and yeah. then taken to it's so ruthless <laughs> you know it's just hunks of thousands of pounds of gold that are just being shipped back yeah dude i can't believe this shit yeah and so. it's it looks like somebody painted it mm-hmm <laughs> Because <laughs> so there's no way this could all be made of gold, and it is. And it's like someone needs to rob this place. Yeah, man, that's the heist movie. <laughs> that's the heist movie. You're an insurance salesman that's trying to sell molester insurance, <laughs> and then your eyes get set upon the gold. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, guys, here's the new Ocean's Eleven film. George Clooney is gonna pretend that he's a child molester insurance policy. <laughs> Salesman to get into the Vatican, and then once he's in there, we're gonna get the ghost of Bernie Mac, <laughs> who we've CGI'd to steal as much gold as possible. I love it. Yeah, dude. We could write it with AI. I'm gonna give it a spin. <laughs> well, dude, uh, this has been so much fun. Hell yeah. It's great to be back. Um, every week we're gonna have more episodes. Uh, thank you so much for all the love from all the fans and everybody. Shouting us out. Yeah, we got people ringing the doorbell right now, shouting us out. <laughs> we hey, do. Uh, everybody, so uh, come back. Uh, listen to us next week. We'll have a brand new episode. We also have Funhouse Comedy happening this Wednesday at 10 p.m. and every Wednesday at 10 p.m. at Pete's Candy Store. And uh, you can follow me at GabePack1 on Instagram and check out my tour dates on my Instagram feed. And I'm Samirman at Instagram. Follow me. <laughs> and now listen to the sweet sounds of Serene Patel. Peace. <laughs>